0: The Parkins and Spiegel Show.
2: Good
3: vibes,
0: Afternoons on The Score
3: you know, be the best lifeguard. And, and and I'm a big believer, and Greta will probably laugh about this, we lived in a neighborhood and I, she shook her head one day, said, oh boy, um, is that they start giving up the yard of the month club. And, uh, and, and she looked at me, she's like, I know what's gonna happen here. And uh, you know, our yard was okay. Once I saw that sign up, I went, I got the mulch. I was bringing out experts and uh, cutting the yard, cross cutting it, what happened? We won yard of the month, you know what I mean? After about three months. And I was so proud of that.
1: It's Kevin Warren. Man's got an attention to detail, very competitive, and he's the new president of the Bears. This is a time where, if you've been to different stadiums, if you want to hold the Bears to high standards, it's a really fun offseason because it feels like the whole thing's a blank canvas. How I talked about how uh, the Monday after the Texans blew the number one pick and we threw the QB one and one party, it was like, oh, my God. There's really no suggestion that is off the table for Ryan Poles to consider because he has the number one pick, he has Justin Fields, and he has the cap space. So he could absorb any contract, he could trade for any, he could do anything. That's kind of the that's kind of what Kevin Warren is presenting himself to be, a big thinker, crazy ambitious, and hey, I came to the, to make the world class organization Chicago Bears actually live up to being world class. Uh-huh. I got this blank canvas of three hundred plus acres and a new stadium. Let's go! If I did that in Minneapolis, imagine what I could do in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, so.
3: What do you dream about?
1: What do you you dream about Kevin
3: Warren doing? I'm a stadium nerd, I would say.
0: Yeah, it's interesting the way he talks about a stadium. Well, remember that when George is quoted in the statement five days ago, right, about Kevin Warren, praising Kevin Warren, he says this. He's a proven leader who has many times stepped outside of his comfort zone to challenge status quo for unconventional growth and prosperity. Right. So that's interesting. Outside the comfort zone to challenge status quo. And then Kevin Warren says this when he's talking about his time in the Big Ten and how he got creative as the commissioner of the Big Ten.
3: I mean, I learned a lot um, about, you know, at the Big Ten. I just tell you, you know, any of these opportunities or jobs, you better be tough and you better be able to operate with dirt in your mouth. Um, You know, this is, you know, there. It's one thing to be able to put on a suit and come to a podium like this. But most of the time in life is that it's about just grinding out and it's the, it's the day-to-day grind that you need to be prepared for. Uh, and also learn to just kind of do things the right, you know, right way. Um, and so again, just like with COVID, we hung in there uh, w- uh, at the big 10 and just to be innovative and creative. And so many times I'm a big believer, you know, i and I was like this as a child. I, my mom told me, I asked why, so many times that, you know, it, w- it would drive her out of the mind. I would just ask, you know, why? Why do things work that way? Why do we do that? You know, why, why is this? You know, you know b- b- just anything. And so in the Big Ten, I asked the question from a meteorite standpoint, like, why can't we have three different network partners? Why can't we own, you know, Saturday? You know, why can't we... Do direct to consumer in a certain way, and you know, most of the times people say, "Well, that hadn't been done before." But to me, that's like, okay, that's a huge opportunity. So I think that's the thing to learn, and then I'll ask the same questions here because the the the, the difference between um, you know someone that may perceive to be not successful in pro sports or even college sports and the different to really touching a trophy sometimes is really marginal, and it is those things around the edges that you need to really. You know, deal with. Because there are certain things just you can't change. I mean, the NFL puts a schedule out. You can't go and negotiate and say, well, we don't want those games. We want to do these games or we like to play four games at home. No, there are certain things that are what they are. But any type of competitive advantage that we can find, that we can work together and do it the right way, is really important. And, and minor details are major. So it seems like those
0: two things work together, right? If Kev, if George is saying, "Thank, I like the guy because he goes outside of his comfort zone and pushes the status quo," then he's there saying, "Why can't we have three different <laughs> media rights providers?"
1: You can't, yeah. In the Big Ten, you can. In the NFL, you definitely can't. You can't, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: so I don't know. So maybe it's—I don't know if it's just stadium, but
1: but maybe it is just stadium. Like, oh, oh no, I mean, I—he I, was talking about competitive advantages. Like, I'd, I'd love to know an example. Um I'm sure one would be like sports science. Right? Um, but they've got that. As you said like right. with, with
0: football operation stuff they have that.
1: And, but so but maybe there's, something, maybe that there's he, something that he's seen somewhere else that that they don't have. It's possible. Yeah. Something with I don't know, sleep training or I have no idea. So it could
0: be that in terms of football performance, but to your point in terms of stadium. Like what what could he do? Because Jerry Jones It was 1995, and Jerry Jones said, oh, the NFL, we have a deal with Coke. That's interesting, but for my stadium, I'm going to make a huge deal with Pepsi. Yeah. Screw you. It was like, what are you doing? You can't do that. And it turns out he could.
4: Theo did the exact same thing in Boston. You remember that? Like I learned that on the Fenway Park Tour. They were Pepsi, and they went to Coke.
0: They got the big Coke uh,
4: billboard out there above Uh, the Green Monster. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I did not know that. I did not know that. So that, that's, so those kind of things, I bet they've started to talk about, and I bet as he investigates this stuff and he becomes that stadium nerd in Arlington Heights, he's going to think about, well, what could I do out there that nobody else has done? We didn't even do it in Minnesota, but maybe I thought about it and I could do it here, and George is like, oh, yes. Tell me how you're
1: going to turn me into Jerry Jones with these hidden revenue streams. Well, and so, but, so that, though, right there is the difference between Theo And what Kevin Warren can do. It's a huge difference. Because you can't just reinvest that money into players. It's not allowed. There isn't like, well, I'll just be Steve Cohen and pay the competitive balance tax. And have a more expensive roster Mm. than you. That is just not how the NFL works.
0: Right, right, right. Because there's a salary cap and a salary floor.
1: Correct. And then the only way to kind of do it is how the Bears did it this past year. like Have a dead cap. Pay guys to not be on your team, but you still spent the same amount of money yeah. as the teams that, that were good. So I, 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 th- I, think I, I I got one for you.
0: Uh, well, because here is the thing: I think the stadium deal is not uh, really about the players playing better on the field.
1: Well, right? I, I I know, and so but so that's when he, like he, it's interesting to me. He sells it. You heard it there about sometimes the difference between being a champion is those things in the margins. I'd love to know uh-huh. some examples of what he thinks those can be in the NFL in
0: terms of in terms of affecting the
1: play on the field. The whole thing is designed for parody. Mm-hmm. That's, it, it, the, the whole thing in college, there are haves and have nots and the more money you have makes you a have versus a have not. So his media rights deals absolutely made a difference in wins and losses. For the Big Ten. Why, Maybe it, because
0: they had more money and then they could do NILs. Better, and, yeah,
1: NILs, better facilities to recruit. And you'd say, well, it only uh, helped Ohio State and Michigan. No, there are middle class ACC and Big East and Pac-12 and uh, Big 12 teams. Like the, the more money that Purdue has and Iowa has and Illinois has, the better shot they have to compete against, you know, Whoever the their equivalent is in the ACC, All right, so- NC State or whomever, there there is a have and have not of college sports. There sure. is a have and have not of um, Major League Baseball. There's a little bit of a have or have not of the NBA. It's more player driven. It's star culture. It's geographic. The have or have not of the NFL, <laughs> coach, quarterback, and and talent evaluator like that. The the that that's. That's really where it is. There's a few that I could think of. Okay. One would be um, there is some talk that the Chargers are not firing Brandon Staley because their owner is too cheap because he does not want to pay a coach that he just paid to go away. Right. Um, there is no salary cap on coaches.
0: Sure. right, right, And, and so, so what, what the Broncos just did with the Walmart money. Correct. And it, it, is that they used their money and said, you know what? We screwed up with the Nathaniel Hackett thing. We shouldn't have allowed that. Let's just move on.
1: 15 million bucks. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Completely irrelevant. The Raiders. Mm-hmm. Mark Davis is known to be cash poor. If you give out one of these huge guaranteed contracts around the Khalil Mack trade, there was some talk, because they were still doing the, the move to Vegas and everything, that Mark Davis did not have the cash to put in escrow to guarantee the guaranteed dollars for, that it would have taken to sign Khalil Mack. because He was cash poor. Yeah. And so someone would be like, oh, is that why uh, they made the Khalil Mack trade? Or is that why uh, they aren't necessarily going to fire Josh McDaniels or whatever the case may be? So that can matter a little bit. Mm-hmm. If if you've got but the Bears haven't shown that in terms of players, okay, right? so, they, so they were able to acquire Khalil so, Mack. So
0: I bring up this conversation and this idea of like what creatively he can do as something that makes him very appetizing to the McCaskies. I'm I, I'm bringing that up in the context of revenue and 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 making the stadium more but you are you are taking it to the context of making the team better and making the sport better like Jerry Jones as an example the fact that he got Pepsi money and broke ranks did that make the team better or no. the sport better no
1: no and and, right. and the reason i the reason i think the distinction matters in the NFL specifically is because we are talking to NFL fans we are talking to Bears fans uh-huh. and by and large why the hell do you give a crap <laughs> if the McCaskey family is richer or has an extra revenue stream if it doesn't go into what you're doing? This is what's underlying <laughs> your,
0: your thoughts and conversations about every aspect of this, and I understand.
1: If, if my stance is basically the stadium's going to be awesome because the NFL won't allow you to mess up the stadium, uh-huh. and then beyond that, like anything else that he creates, uh, like Chicago's going to get a Super Bowl they're going to they get a new stadium they get a super bowl well chicago's so, going to get a final 4 you get a new stadium you get a super uh, so, final so, Four. so so but are,
0: are the details of how the stadium is going to function and how the stadium is going to work from the fan's perspective from the fan game day perspective does that interest
1: you? Yes, absolutely. And I think it should interest the fan Because, like, man, we all talk about, like, hey, do you want to go to a Bears game? No. no it's a disaster. It I hate
0: going there. It takes forever. I like being there. But the three hours of my life it takes to get in and the nine hours of my life it takes to get out, render it not I fun. I
4: literally contracted the flu so I could avoid the Bears-Eagles game. <laughs> yeah, I went right. around licking as many CTA seats as possible. <laughs>
0: So to, to to this point, did you hear Warren's answer to Boar uh, Boars Boer, uh, to Bernsey and Holmes when they asked, looking back on Minnesota, what did you learn? He said he wanted he needed to make the stadium a good option as opposed to your home. That that that's literally what his answer was because he knows that the competition is not other stadiums and other places. The competition is your house, right? If and, so, if, so if, I like that he knows that at the very
1: yeah, least. Yeah, absolutely, man. And like, by the way. That will matter, and I hope that Kevin Warren in the margins makes it special. I hope the stadium is awesome. I hope that the video boards are amazing and state-of-the-art. I hope that the playing service is perfect. Uh. I hope that the um, capacity can fluctuate, you know, that for like – a Bears game, it can be seventy thousand, but for a Super Bowl, it could be ninety thousand, mm-hmm. or a World Cup, it could be a ninety or a hundred thousand. Like like tr- transferable seating, and when you need the seating, it's there, and when you don't need the seating, it's extra space for okay, amenities I and, feel, stu- and stuff like that. I
0: feel like you want to have a conversation about the value of this person or the value of this job. I feel like you are looking to have that conversation.
1: And I think, yes, because how I see it in the NFL is to the McCaskey family, mm. it is so much bigger than basically anything else that they do. Okay. And so, to the Bears fan, I can name like 10 things bigger.
0: I think now now some of this is is a product simply of age. Um, and experience, and I don't say that with any condescension. I'm just saying it's just in terms of the volume. When I think about and have referenced all these times when they have so clearly screwed up higher after higher after higher, and it has been the same thing over and over, let's pick an assistant from another organization, give that a shot, and see if it works. And then people have screamed, and I have become a loud screamer for, Get rid of Ted Phillips and bring in a football boss, a football czar. It is an extension of those conversations because here is a non-McCaskey president. And I know he's not classically a football guy, but he has been with three other football organizations and has seen how it happens. And he has gotten stuff done for those football organizations and gotten stuff done for the Big Ten it is a non mccaskey finally running that things. That part is awesome. That right? That uh, th- he's finally running things for what has been a dysfunctional family business. And that has kept them from maximizing not just value and their income, which they will maximize, and that's why they're doing it, right? Yeah. But maximizing football possibilities and like running a being a big boy football organization, I feel like them being an insular, dysfunctional family business has held them back when you look historically. And this should be, at least for Kevin Warren's tenure, and ideally if he does it well, once his successor takes over and that successor takes over, this should be the beginning of the next 30 years of Bears' organizational life. And that feels massive to me. That does feel like value to me.
1: So I hope you're right because everything about Kevin Warren seems crazy impressive, but but even aside from him, and I know you're not denigrating him specifically, not at all. He's but, incredibly impressive. But the non the non McCaskiness, the non insular nature of this that's my question, though. So like, if it would have been, are we is it, are we extra excited because it's Kevin Warren, or would we have been just as excited if it was Jim Phillips? I
0: think we'd be uh, it, for me in large part. We might be just as excited if it was Jim Because Phillips.
1: it's not a McCaskey. Because I think what, a couple of things that I think are interesting to what you're pointing out. There was a search firm. Like, they had one. To,
0: a search firm for this. To
1: hire Kevin Warren. Yeah. And the, uh, people, but, that, and the people that did the interviews were... Ted G- Phillips. George, Ted, and Tanisha. I got and it. Er- Ernie Corsi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Ernie Acorsi. And the know, marmot on his head. <laughs> uh, and, so, and Ryan Poles, the f- top football guy, uh-huh. still doesn't have a football czar, He'll report to Kevin Warren who's not a football guy. Worked for
0: other NFL teams before, for sure. Oh my god, it's so much better that he's going to report to Kevin Warren or it would have been if it was Jim Phillips or it would have been if it was Billy Bean or like if they'd gone outside and yeah. even whatever. Then it is George McCaskey. George has no business being there and by extension, Ted had no business being there and that is rectified. That is to your point, that is the biggest victory here. Is the I the non-McCaskeyness, the non-insular bit of it and that is it, in in some ways, irrespective of Kevin Warren.
1: Correct. That, and, and and I like that. And like I said in transition, the mm-hmm. idea of this guy's going to just kind of be like a detail-oriented, good leader who uh, will make them look at things differently and will make them think big. And he will also apply that standard, his high standard, yes. to Ryan Poles. That is good. Like that, that, that is an undeniably good thing. That feels so like unbelievably obvious to me. Okay, but it's like as long. No, I know, but I'm saying as long as they hired outside the organization, man, I'm thrilled that they're moving on from Ted Phillips. Yes, I'm thrilled. But if it would have been, we know that Colin Faulkner was reported right for Colin Faulkner, or you mentioned or, or Jim Phillips or Kevin Warren or whoever. As long as it wasn't a, an internal hire that was promoted from within, sure, or a nepotism hire or anything okay. like that.
0: So, 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 so having established that that is number one. Yes. Then you go next level and we think about Kevin Warren specifically and he appears to have and by a lot of reports has those kind of special qualities that a a great leader does have and I've seen this and I have felt this in some ways and I feel like you do not have either Uh, An appreciation for truly great leadership, or have not seen its benefit. No, and and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But I'm just. This is this is under underpinning the conversation because I don't know if Kevin has it, but when he talks about being a servant leader. Right. And actually literally making the product first and the organization first yeah. and going and asking questions to everybody and, and figuring out what they getting their ideas and then choosing the best idea, that kind of thing. Often doesn't happen. Often leaders are jackasses, hung up on their own personal stuff. And this I know you have felt. And, you know, right? like Where people let their own insecurities and their own issues get in the way and all of that. And they don't create a true culture that is, that is really well built and really well founded. And organizations can rise above with the quality of that leadership. Is it possible that he is such a good leader that you know th- not only is it a non mccaskey it's also a great leader it's also a great leader that makes us a healthier organization makes them a healthier
1: organization uh, yeah it, it it of course is possible that 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 is that is of course possible like i said the high standards if he holds everyone to a high standard that they hadn't been being held to yeah. before absolutely i no, again d- d- again like i i valued the hell out of the leadership part of it with theo um again it strikes me as a baseball football difference and like, does Kevin Warren have a long track record of hiring great general managers and head coaches? Nope,
0: not necessarily.
1: Well, isn't that what you're talking about? Well, we Every know. five or six years when they hire the new person and they uh-huh. got it wrong before. So, like, who the hell knows if like if Ryan Poles isn't the guy or Matt Eberflus isn't the guy, right. if Kevin Warren is going to be he, – he might be or he might not be. So, I, I, I don't know the answer to that so, part of so it. So,
0: let me ask you the question then specifically. Do you believe – that from a business perspective like a great leader yeah. of any sort of business can elevate that business.
1: Uh yes, but like I don't mean to give you a qualifier but like does crane kenny elevate the business of the cubs? I yes, right? He makes them money. But does that does he impact like and again you you could the money that he makes goes back into the cubs so it's different. So I'll use an NFL one. Um the only other NFL organization that I've covered closely, Mark Donovan.
0: Mark Donovan, the president of the Chiefs, does he predate Andy Reid? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, and like, but he's just like their money guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're they're not awesome because of Mark Donovan. No, they're awesome
0: because Andy Reid is one of the few <laughs> legit kings in terms of coaches just, and culture builders in the NFL.
1: Who's the example of the NFL organization that is super healthy because of their president?
0: I don't know off the top of my head <laughs>
1: that's what i'm saying i think if you if i if i list asked anyone in the audience to give me your five best organizations in the nfl your 10 best organizations in the nfl I think I
0: want to say Patriots, but you're going to say that's Belichick more than it's Bob Kraft or any of his people. Let's go
1: through it and we can look at it because there's there's one that I think can maybe speak to what you're talking about, and I'll I'll throw it at you and see if it works. We'll talk about it next on the score.
0: Everybody, we are live, the Parkinson Spiegel Show. Strange twists and turns with the guys over there on the Parkinson
1: Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the score, we're having a little fun. So we're talking about Kevin Warren how he's an incredibly impressive hire. I personally think in terms of the excitement for you, the Bears fan, Justin Fields, Matt Eberflus, uh, Ryan Poles are going to matter a lot more to wins and losses just because of the nature of football. Uh, There's a salary cap, salary floor, but to the McCaskies and making money and hopefully executing the stadium project. Uh, it's obviously a huge hire. Hope-
0: that is all so short term though. It's, it's so, it's so short term. Like, can, can you allow for the possibility of finally an organization functioning as they should and then being healthier uh, and better for the next 20, 30, 40 years and hiring better because the culture is better and because they're led
1: smarter. Is that possible? Of, of course it's, of course it's possible, dude. I'm not saying that like what I am saying is etched in stone and there is no uh, flexibility for it. Uh I- I said that I talked to two people uh, when the Kevin Warren news broke, like sports executive types, mm-hmm. and both of them said he wants to be NFL commissioner. And I said that to Dan Wiederer when he was on the show on Thursday, he, and because he had this great reported piece, but it didn't mention that uh, in, in the piece. And he said, "Danny, I heard that from three different people. You know, so I like, I I don't know that he necessarily is going to be a." 20 30 year thing. He could certainly set them on the path for it and his next hire could be great and and all of those sorts of things. But I So that reminds me
0: just I don't think
1: this is going to be another uh Ted Phillips is what I'm saying. Two decades of the same dude. Oh no, I
0: I I, I doubt that. But it reminds me of like when in the middle of Theo's regime I remember seeing him somewhere um and saying to somebody hey, look, there's the future head of the Democratic Party. Cuz so everybody knew then. Yeah. Ambitious guy eyes on a on a bigger prize eventually and that doesn't mean that the stuff that you instill and then pass along to your successor is not inherently a something that elevates an organization
1: absolutely and I, i think i'm in a weird spot just based on how the texters are saying like i'm not saying it's not a good hire or that it's not an exciting thing i just think the i think the excitement is a little overstated frankly i i i think the It's just an awesome thing for the McCaskies and money, and hopefully they don't mess up the stadium. But no stadium in the last decade's really gotten messed up. And I think the end I think it's gonna be great. I think I think Arlington Heights is going to be great, and it'll be very fun to see what specific things he could put on it. But we were talking about the role of NFL presidents, team presidents, Mm -hmm. because I we keep comping it to Theo, and it's not Theo. Because he also did the draft picks and the signings and the trades and the players no
0: clearly that was that's the baseball operations mm-hmm. instead of baseball business no it clearly so, that's different but the, the 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 comp is the comp is about the insular nature of things pre and then hopefully the elevation of things during and yeah. once the hire's been made
1: so like i you know throw out a team like you like who'd you who'd you met you mentioned patriots mm-hmm Who's the president of the Patriots? Yeah,
0: I, 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 it's funny because I remember doing um, all of this research on the NFL presidents a couple of a couple years ago. When, remember we when, had the when conversation Ted, when Ted
1: Phillips announced his retirement. Yep. Yeah. Isn't it Bob Kraft's kid? Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan Kraft. So that, that, that's an organization you'd say is top five in the NFL, top, mm-hmm. top ten in the NFL. But the reason that they are that way is because they they had the quarterback and the coach yeah
0: no no and, <laughs> and art rooney the right. second is, is president in pittsburgh so, right, so healthy the, organization maybe
1: the healthiest mm-hmm. it's the it's ownership's kid
0: jerry jones and his family is it, is what runs the cowboys
1: yeah. it's a
4: glorified office manager it's an office manager with oh a little God. bit more power yeah, it's a guy who's incredibly organized i think and you're just kissing keep, up to danny no no, no 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 i'm not i would never i have no reason to do that um, it's a it's, it's a guy who's who's very organized with connections that will keep everyone in line but not in part his opinion on the way the football team operates on the field.
0: Uh, I think that is true. And Ted
4: Phillips did a little bit too
0: much of that. And I think that's where frustrations came from. But here's the thing. He's way more qualified to be a sounding board and a helper to Ryan Poles on the myriad things that Ryan Poles has to think about organizationally. And how how many scouts should I be sending here? I don't know. It's the first time I ever did it. Should I call my mentor? Or I could ask my boss – who has been with three other football organizations. Um, how do I deal with the senior bowl and the fact that now is it the shrine game that is this, that they're giving a lot more power to. How do I deal with this? Well, here's how we did it in Minnesota, how we deal with these things. It, he's way more freaking qualified more. Than, than, than Ted Phillips. Way,
1: way, way more.
0: And he might be way more qualified than Jim Phillips. In fact, he, he is because he's worked for three different NFL organizations. Yeah,
1: and, and he was a part of a stadium thing, again. I get the hire. I, I I completely get the hire. I think the the, uh, the football part of it. You heard today a lot of talk of championships. That's the thing that I, I, I just, I bristle at how much of an impact on wins and losses this dude is going to have. Because there are not a lot of team presidents that I can point to that I'm like, yup. That dude has really helped win a bunch of uh, – Ozzie Newsome for the Ravens was one of them. He's no longer there. The guy who took over, Dick Cass, businessman. Like, it's pretty rare. Uh, Our our good friend Dave Wansted, by the Mm -hmm. way, listening Mm -hmm. right now, best football president, Rich McKay in Atlanta. So that guy has an impact on winning football games. He's listening right now. We'll, we'll ask him when he's on why Rich McKay is the, be- is well, the best well, football well, president. Well, that's
0: awesome, and and I wonder because because here's here's part of it: if a football president is not really giving football advice about wins or losses, but he's helping you set up the organization in a sensible way, when Mark Donovan, if he that your guy in Kansas City. If he's capable of saying, oh yeah, Andy Reid should do everything, God, we found the right guy, I'll still be president, thanks, and I'll keep everything going, Andy, what do you need? How can I support you? Yes. And helps to you know, be a bridge for the owners in Andy Reid, helps to be a bridge to the things that Andy doesn't need to spend his time on so he can devise better plays, and is a great partner Man, that matters. Sure. And, and, and Kevin Warren seems to be a guy who might be a great partner for Ryan Poles, and I bet he's going to be a hell of a lot better partner for Ryan Poles than Ted Phillips was going to be. Hell of a lot better. <laughs> I, I, as somebody who can be a truth teller and be uh, with experience and, and, and help Ryan Poles do a better job. And I, I do, That doesn't strike me as that difficult to understand, though. So
1: I I I I I think that there is it's not I I don't think I'm having it being difficult to understand I think that the impact on winning is overstated. I think that the impact on a stadium and uh, and make, the
0: health of an organization yeah, is, and making money
1: is is what his job is going to be. And I think it is interesting that for forever You have been screaming, and a lot of the Chicago media has been screaming. For a football czar. And this is not that. Well, it's pretty darn close to it. No, it isn't. It is not in the context that we were talking about. We were talking about why not Tom Thayer or Gary Fensick uh-huh. or someone who actually knows football uh-huh. that as the, a
0: team builder. The, that
1: the GM cannot get a fast one on by him because he was like, No, I think that this guy is our left tackle of the future. And he mm-hmm. could be like, No, he isn't, because that guy's the best interest of the Bears involved, and not You're right uh and not, and not self-preservation to protect his own draft pick or his own free agent signing or uh-huh. his own trade. This is not not a football czar in the context that the football czar has been talked about in this town for the last 20 years. And that is fine. Like they need someone like Kevin Warren. They are trying to develop 300 acres of land and Virginia McCaskey at some point will pass away and they might need to sell the team or they might need, by the way, they might need consensus building within the McCaskey family as a reason to not sell the team. How do you know that about Virginia, by the way?
4: There is no, that she's mortal? There, there's nothing that says she will pass away. <laughs>
0: You're
1: right. History would say every okay. day is So day. I've be, been wrong about that.
0: So because this is not classically a football guy, like a Bill Polian team president or something like that, then then those of us who've been calling for that are not allowed to celebrate
1: what we see as a good hire? Oh, of course you are, dude. I, this isn't like that combative. He's just not a football czar. He's not a football czar in the way that you guys were talking about it. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. It's, it's, not, it's not a football czar. Okay, it's, what's, it, it, what's <laughs> interesting
0: about Wani's um, uh, mention of Rich McKay is that Rich McKay, is would we consider him a football guy? Not necessarily, but his father was the coach John McKay, and yeah. he was a ball boy, and he came up, you know, uh, as a general manager. So I guess he was a football guy and then became what he is now, which and is his son Adam McKay, of course, the running back's coach.
2: <laughs> in yeah, his
1: running back coach of the Jaguars, very
2: talented man friend <laughs> right of the there. show.
0: But Rich McKay is the president and CEO of the Atlanta Falcons and was a football guy who rose to it. So but you yourself have pointed out anytime those conversations have come up that those kind of football guys guy positions like those kind of football guy hires don't really exist it's why i was driven to do the research it's
1: true it's yeah it so this is a business
0: guy this is a business guy and an executive who at least has a football background at least has an nfl background yes and working with three different teams and then working with the big 10
1: yeah i think the only thing that i am uh why i'm so i just think like ryan poles matters a lot more than kevin warren a lot more um, to, to winning games and the team's success. And that seems to be a minority opinion now, and that's totally fine. We can get into that, and then at 4 o'clock, the rest of the NFL playoffs as it relates to the Bears. We're also going to have Adam Hogue, who was at the press conference and did a one-on-one with Kevin Warren coming up. Parkinson's Spiegel on the score. It's clear to me that given Kevin's experience with NFL clubs – and his interaction with their football operations, we should return to having the general manager report to the president and CEO. Ryan Poles remains in charge of our football operation with complete authority to do what he thinks is best for the Bears. Ryan and Kevin talked during our interview process, and we are confident that they and Matt will work together to give Bears fans the winner They deserve. So the organizational flowchart, if you will, is back to how it was before this year. That's George McCaskey speaking about Kevin Warren. Ryan Poles, top football guy with autonomy. He no longer will report to George McCaskey who apparently again today pointed out that he's not a football evaluator. I saw mm-hmm. that uh in a John Greenberg tweet, very funny. We we know. We know, George. We know. Uh he will report to Kevin Warren, whose job it is is to oversee Ryan Poles, and George has made the point on this show in the past. He's like, "Well, he's like, I think the football guy thing is a little overstated because like at some point someone has to be the top football person and they have to report to me." And that's fine. It's just kind of wild that for forever your top football person was reporting to the family accountant. That's just kind of Cor- weird. Correct. <laughs> that, that, that's been, so, like, this is undeniably better than that. And there have been myriad
0: examples, <laughs> as a texture is pointing out, which is a helpful way of thinking about it, myriad examples over the last 30 years when the Bears have clearly been dysfunctional, chaotic, run like a, a poor mom and pop, and Ted Phillips' fingerprints have been – over those thinning things being the Dave McGuinness debacle or uh, you know several other things so if there was a very solid leader and smart president who wasn't a glorified bean counter um then maybe those things would have been different and that is the hope for the future and it feels like a sensible hope for the future when you look at the resume of this particular person and the the different things um, that he has gotten done. He was a lawyer, not a not a football player. He was a basketball player, so an athlete of sorts. Okay, yada yada. Was a lawyer. The dream began when he decided to be a sports agent. So he became a sports agent. Chris Zorich was his first and his only client. For I guess a while. Chris
1: Zorich going to join us tomorrow. By the way, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, He'd love to hear about that. He hired a 27 year old Kevin Warren to be his agent, and Kevin started going. To games and negotiated his contract with Ted Phillips, ironically enough, um, but then got hired by an organization that he negotiated against, which was Georgia Frontieri and the Rams. So he got hired. He was an agent, and that's common, right? At a certain point, agents get hired by teams, or you know, guys leave teams yeah, and become agents. Of course, yeah. So Georgia Frontieri hires him with the Rams. I think in his late twenties or was it early thirties? I'm not sure. But so that begins life in the NFL. Rams, Viking, uh, Lions, Vikings as the chief operating officer. So does that make him a football guy? Doesn't make him a football guy in terms of an evaluator. It does make him an NFL guy who has seen three different teams do it, and is not just somebody rising up the ranks of the same dysfunctional organization with which he is the boss. That's
1: no, that's markedly different. No question about that, and I agree with every word you say there. Completely, no notes. I <laughs> honestly, because like, I, I it's a, it's like a weird spot. Like I, like Parkins is a dark cloud. Just let us enjoy this man, enjoy it as much as you want. I'm just per- like this this text makes no sense to me. Okay. Um, uh, behind every silver lining, there's a dark cloud. Parkins is at us again. Please, please let us enjoy something. Please let us have hope. Stop destroying our souls. I've, I've thrown two parties for the Bears this year in the midst of losing because I believe the future is so damn bright. Like, I, I think the Bears are set up for tremendous success in the way that you, uh, 773 texter, will actually feel <laughs> Feel it uh-huh. before the stadium opens in Arlington Heights yeah. in 2027 <laughs> when the McCaskies may or may not own the team. Okay. Uh, like, I, I just like, I, I think, and you're like, well, th- that is so short term. I, I mean, not really. Like, this offseason mm-hmm. and these decisions should shape. The next five years, roughly, of what the on-field product is going to look like, which should be Justin Fields' prime, uh, which hopefully is your Super Bowl contention window. Yeah. And like I said in transition, I'm much more interested in the Bears winning one Super Bowl uh-huh. than Arlington Heights hosting one Super Bowl. Okay,
0: well, then l- l- let's say this, because I think we are in a warm, safe sports nest in which we all know each other. Yeah. Right. Shane Careful I know what you. Careful
1: you say, idiot.
0: <laughs> Shane I know you. Tanny, I know you. We all know Danny, right? Mm. Doesn't it feel like Danny's pushing back on something or somebody today? I just like that's what we feel. Is it
4: Dan Weederer? <laughs>
0: That's what I'm face. saying. Dan
4: Weaderer loves Kevin Warren. <laughs> Danny. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, here's the thing, that's... though. Like the job doesn't mean anything. It's, it's, a, it's a. It's a. No.
0: There's no reason for the job. That's now what put I'm anyone saying. anyone charge. I I interrupted the last segment to say, wait a minute. It Feels like you want to talk about something because I felt our boy pushing, and I just I don't know who we're pushing against. The guy so keeps
1: talking about championships. How's he going to help him win a championship? There's a salary cap and a salary floor. Your job is to build a stadium and make the McCaskies more money.
0: They're turning the page.
1: Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay. They're
0: taking the NFC North and they're not giving it back. <laughs> so that's what it is. It's the idea that his job matters in terms of
4: Wins football. Wins and
1: losses. Yeah. Okay. So is there any is there any
0: person attached to
4: it? It's got to be Waiter. Yeah, just <laughs> give the guy a clipboard. Put him at the construction site. Hey, put that
0: pillar over there. Hey, you're put the one over there. You're the one who called him an office manager. Okay. You're, I know because I agree with Danny. I, I don't know. Uh, I agree with Danny. The job isn't anything. <laughs> yep.
4: Job doesn't mean anything. I didn't even
0: say that. Of course that. it means something. I didn't even say that. Wrong with you people? and I people. Have been
4: in lockstep. The job is the least <laughs> important in the organization.
0: I, I use, like, all of the four. Is
1: this about Brandon Staley? <laughs> What's this about? Well, we're going to talk about him in 4 o'clock, that idiot. Uh, Whoa. Uh, Whoa. I just, things have changed since I caught that <laughs> virus. I just think... Like, if I'm a Bears fan, <laughs> yeah. I am much more concerned <laughs> with if Matt Eberflus is any good at his job than if Kevin Warren's any good at his.
0: I got gotcha. you. Gotta fire him. Give I, it to Luke Getze. I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to think who's been really, really was. positive on this other than Dan well, Why River. wasn't Luke Getze interviewed for this process, <laughs> by the way?
1: be great at it. Uh, I mean, everybody's I wish Brian Daybowl was the team president. <laughs> what do you mean, who else is positive? Everyone's positive. There it is. Oh, it's a new day. That's what it is. It's a new day. Dan Bernstein's <laughs> stupid
4: little smile. The entire time they were talking there to Kevin Warren, is. there were a couple sky points Got to it. our Lord and Savior Jesus <laughs> Christ when he would agree with is. something. When when Kevin Warren said, I'm, "I'm not a doctor. I trust the science." Little Dan Bernstein and his his there anti-COVID it stuff Here just we pointed go. up to
0: the ceiling like hell yeah. Hey, dude. is Shane speaking for you? You guys are lockstep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Per usual yeah, yep.
1: locked up Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> vaccine. I'm pushing out back against those Dan's. They won't be an adult, Danny. I sussed it out. I sussed it out. I found it. You're welcome america Uh, it only took two hours Uh, (laughs) who i was truly jealous of in the nfl uh over the weekend parkinson spiegel on the score
0: how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today